Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. My name is Stefan Vreze, and I'm joined today by Mick Jovans. Hi, man. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank, thanks very much for having me on. No problem, my man. So, um, you're from Australia, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's uh, uh, just come into autumn, so finished summer, and um, oh, yeah, still, still enjoying the nice weather. It's an upside down world. Yeah, that's right. I always forget that. Here it's almost spring, and, and your guys are like into autumn right now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, where are you exactly based in Australia? Um, I'm in Canberra, so nation capital, sort of in between Sydney and Melbourne. All right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, on this podcast, we interview agency, marketing agency owners who have grown and scaled their business. And it's great to have you here on this podcast, Nick, and to talk about a little bit on about your journey, because it's, I would say, maybe a, a typical one for uh, a marketing agency owner, because you started out as a, a coach, actually, right? Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. I was a men's coach, yeah. So how did that came about? How how did you roll into the coaching and how did you transition from a coach into a marketing agency owner? Um, so I've been doing men's coaching for quite a while um, with, with my men, uh, my coach, um, and I really enjoyed uh, seeing the transformation that it brought about in people. Um, uh, both with them as an individual and also uh, the people that they're connected to because they're working on themselves, they're working on their relationships and how that affects, you know, all of the people that that, that touches. And I was like, you know, I really want to be a part of that. I want to I want to try and do that myself. Um, so then I tried to be a, a men's coach and uh, I was okay at it, um, but the business side of it really failed because uh, basically I didn't know how to advertise, how to market, how to get people to want to do that kind of coaching. Um, and I guess uh, I did that for maybe 18 months, nearly two years, um, oh. just trying trying different things, trying to, to, to build that business. And um, I decided, you know, I, I really need to learn how to do marketing so that I can build this coaching business. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I started I committed to learning about marketing and advertising and all of these different things. And it turns out I was just a lot better at that than I was at coaching. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so then I was like, oh, all right, well, instead of helping men, you know, with their coaching and stuff like that, um, I can help businesses who were struggling like I did um, so that they don't have to uh, stress about, you know, where's the next client coming from? Where's the next person coming from, you know, mm -hmm. and, and make it easier and streamline that process for them. Mm -hmm. So would you say then that you transitioned into a real passion of yours? Like why, why the coaching at first and then transition to the marketing agency? What did you enjoy the most actually? Uh, so it's, it's like, um, it's like what I, I mentioned previously. It's just the the transformation that you see yeah. uh, people go through. Um, so in coaching, uh, you know, because I, I do um, outside of business, I do karate and stuff as well. So, okay. you know, I, I help teach karate and stuff. So 
it's the same sort of thing, seeing that transition and that transformation that people go through as a result of your input. So, you know, they're, they're struggling with this and then you help them, you, you identify different things and you give them stuff to work on. And then at the end, they've come through it. And, and seeing that, that transformation is, is really uh, fulfilling. Um, and now it's the same sort of thing, just in a different context where it's businesses who are who might be struggling with uh, getting enough clients, you know, uh, wanting to expand, getting to a different level, um, and then it's the same sort of process. You're identifying things that they can work on, giving them things, and then seeing the results. You know, that transformation is just as fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so seeing seeing that firsthand, you know, and, and experiencing and being a part of that is. Um, I think that's what drives the passion uh, for me. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that that's the best reason that you can have within business, right? It's it's not only about making that that money, you know, those those dollars, but it's also like helping people, getting them in a better situation than they were before, right? So, within your marketing agency, what did you discover? Like, what was the best way to to help people get that transformation? What did you focus on first? Um, so for, for us, uh, we we really focus on building websites. Um, so I, I kind of, the first website I ever built was for uh, a lawn mowing business, which I was also running um, sort of on the <laughs> side. Um, and uh, I don't know if you've heard of Jim's Mowing. I think that it's a really big franchise in Australia. Um, yeah, so they're, they're like the, the number one go-to people for lawn mowing. Um, and in my city, um, you know, I ranked right underneath them for uh, on Google. And I did that with without knowing anything about SEO or, <laughs> you know, anything like that at all. I, I just sort of uh, got lucky, I guess. I don't know. Um, and all these people were like, hey, you know, I really like your website. I really like your website. Um, you know, and people were calling me up and I was, you know, answering the phone expecting to go and mow their lawn. Um, and they're like, hey, you know, can you do can you do our website? You know, I really like your website. Um, and I was like, yeah, I guess I can do that. Um, and that's what sort of fueled that, that, that idea. But um, I think what what I did in the building of that first website is I just wanted to put me onto a page, basically. Like, this is me. This is who I am. Um, you know, if you want to work with me, great. If not, great. Um, and that was about it. And people liked that kind of uh, authenticity, um, you know, where I, I talked about, you know, my dad taught me how to mow lawns and, you know, I treat it with this level of care. I treat it like it's my own and everything like that. And and it's just a similar sort of thing. You know, you see businesses who have these websites and it's like, uh, we can do this and this and this and it costs this much and blah, 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 blah. Um, and But there, there's nothing of them. There's no character. There's no personality, uh, you know, and, and sometimes their branding is a bit off. But... And, and they've had a really bad experience with, with web designers in the past where, where they're like, oh, yeah, we can build your website. It's going to cost this much. And they go, yeah, okay, bang, here's your website. Oh, I don't really like it. Okay, got to go see you later. Bye. Um, <laughs> so, you know, um, 
it, it comes back to, like I said before, you know, just caring about the people um, and, and making sure that they get what they want. Um, and, and yeah, so I'm not sure if that kind of answered your question or not. <laughs> yeah, it certainly does. I mean, that's, that's how you started that. I, th I see that the, not only the transformation is, is important for you and, and can be relatable to any business that you do, but also like the authenticity that you put in your projects. I can imagine that also if you just mow somebody's lawn, you want to make sure that it is good, right? That they see that you enjoy what you do, that you have the passion to give them the result. Again, it's not only about the money. It's about getting them somewhere that they want to be. And if this is creating websites, if this is mowing lawns or whatever it is, even coaching, right? It's bringing them that transformation that's so important for, for everybody. And I also believe that when people, when business owners get that, then it will bring success anyway, because they will have the right kind of actions. They will do the right kind of actions to get that transformation. And their customers will see it and will feel it. And that will in turn make them really a big fans of the company. You know, like you said, like if other companies just are just focusing on the money and, and just building the website, the technicality, just creating the, the beautiful website, for example, and just putting it out there without even having the feedback of the customer, if it is what they really want. Yeah, it's a great website, but it's not what a customer wants. And there's no authenticity because you didn't even listen to the customer. So how can you even think about a transformation, you know? So yeah, it relates to anything, I think. So, and, and I guess this makes you different and, and unique uh, compared to your competitors, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, you know, if you, if you look on Facebook, you go into any of these sort of entrepreneur groups and stuff like that, um, and, and someone says, hey, I need... Um, I need a website. And within like 10 seconds, there's like 600 comments. Um, and if you scroll through, like, that's how it is. If you scroll through, they're like, I can build you this and this and this, and it's going to cost you like $20. Um, and you're like, well, hang on a minute. Well, mm -hmm. <laughs> that, there's something like, that's an inc incredibly cheap offer. But, you know, it's true. It's true in almost every industry. You know, you get what you pay for. Um for for a lot of those, you're going to get this cookie cutter design where it's like, here's the thing, and we're going to spit it out, and it's going to be like that, and we're not going to support you afterwards. Uh, it's just one and done, shake hands, see you later. Mm. Um, whereas, you know, I think I think what people are craving is uh, a genuine connection. So you you want people, you want someone who's going to work with you. Uh, so you form sort of like a partnership, even if it's only a short-term thing for this one project. Mm -hmm. You want to feel like someone's on your side and they're listening to you and <clears throat> identifying exactly what it is that you want. And, and, and this is a big part of our process is trying to find out, you know, their vision, what it is that they, they, they want, what they're looking for. And then our job is to use our expertise and our tools to bring that vision to life. Um, and so, you know, if, if at the end of it, they're really, really happy uh, and, and we have done that, then we've done our job. Um, <clears throat> whereas, you know, I think, I think the industry, particularly in web design and I guess more broadly in sort of digital marketing is uh, that 
that commitment to that, to building that relationship seems to be a bit missing. Mm-hmm. You know, people are very focused on, like you said, um, making the deal, getting the sale, um, you know, earning this much money. And, and the focus is very much not on the person. Uh, you know, you're, you're, at the end of the day, you're working with people. Even if you're working with businesses, you know, it's a person that's in that business or it's a person that runs that company. It's a person that makes the choice to say, yes, we're going to work with you. You know, you can't, you can't replace that human element. Um, and I think, you know, uh, apart from, you know, you know, expertise and, and all of that sort of stuff, I mean, there's a lot of web designers out there. Um, who, who are really great at what they do and they're well-educated and they can do all of this stuff. But I think what really differentiates us is our focus on the people that we work with. And is that, is that like, because you mentioned in our, uh, before we went live uh, with our questionnaire that we sent you, like you mentioned the attention of detail, right? The attention to detail, that it is so important for your business as well. And this relates to, the attention to people as well, to the detail that they are talking about their business, what their needs are, that attention to detail is is also super important. Again, not, not only the technical stuff, not only like logo should be there and that's a particular position, but also what do the customer want? What do they need, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so a big part of, and, and I think this is, I, you know, this is a, a character trait for me, I suppose, mm-hmm. is in in everything that I do, I'm always looking for those little one percenters, um, the little one percent things where people can gloss over it because it's so small, it's so minute, this, yeah. the, this level of detail. It's easy to do and it's easy not to do. And so people tend to opt not to do it because it's, it's not going to make a big difference, you know, because it's so small. Um, but the thing is, is that those little one percenters, they accumulate, they build up. So over the course of, you know, in, in particular, when we're talking about a website, um, your, your, all of those little one percent things like move this a little bit, you know, change this a little bit, have that gap a little bit bigger, all of those little one percenters at the end of it, when you look at the finished product, um, it, it's the difference between a website where you go, oh, okay, and a website where you go, Oh, wow. You know, mm-hmm. it's just that, and that philosophy applies exactly the same way with, you know, all of our interactions when we're, when we're meeting with a prospect and then um, if we can work with them, you know, uh, onboarding them as a client and then all of our communications with them when we're working together to build it all the way through to the end product. You know, it's the same thing, looking for those little one percenters. How can we really make sure that, that this person is being listened to, that they, they know that they're uh, being understood and that we we get what they're asking for and then being able to deliver on that. You know, it's it's these little one percenters where, you know, it's easy to do, it's easy not to do, but if you do it, it, it accumulates and the end product is you've got someone who's really, really happy, not, not just with the product that you've delivered, but with the overall experience of working with you. Um, and, you know, for us in terms of, Again, you know, in terms of working with people, that's really, really important. But for for us as as an agency, that's how you get people um, saying, you know, you should you should work with these guys. They're really, really good. They know what they're talking about um, because you've given them that experience. It's an experience. Yeah, absolutely. And then 
I will uh, say hi to Zoe, who is following us here on, on the live stream. <laughs> and, and yeah, her her comment is, is exactly that. You're working with a person, like you said, uh, Nick. And creating that experience is indeed so important. Uh, having a real experience, a customer experience that they will love to have, you're actually creating fans for your business. And I think the best marketing that you can have are your own fans, are your own ambassadors, if you want, for your brand that just spread the word. Because word of mouth is still so powerful, even in today's world where you have social media, having that referral to, to other people is, is so powerful. So is it is it safe to say, Nick, that this is really has been a differentiator for you to be able to grow your agency until it is right now because you mentioned that you were able to grow your agency in about six months to 10k a month would you say that that's really one of the important aspects that helped you get that yeah absolutely um so I think it's it's a culmination of a lot of different things. So like we, we had to work on our systems and our processes and and there was a lot of work that goes into scaling to the, you know, the magical 10K a month mark. Um, but, you know, for us and for our experience, when we, when we sort of look back and reflect on it, um, a lot of it did come from referrals, you know, People would reach out and say, oh, you know, my friend or my auntie or, you know, my cousin or someone or other um, has worked with you or, or knows someone who worked with you and they referred me to you. Can you help me out? And then, you know, from that moment where immediately we're working on those one percenters. How can we make this person feel heard? How can we make this person feel understood? And sometimes, sometimes it's not a good fit. Sometimes what they're asking for is not something that we can do. Um, and so, you know, another thing I think I, I should have mentioned it earlier, but is, you know, if, if you can't make the sale or it's not a good fit and someone needs to, they need something else that you can't offer. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, look, yeah, you're going to have to go somewhere else. We can't help you because in their mind, it's not a sale. I uh, don't care. Mm. Whereas, you know, that that's not, you're missing an opportunity there. You can still provide value there. Um, you know, maybe you need someone who does Facebook ads. Maybe you need someone who can help you construct your offer before you get to the website stage. Maybe you're just not there yet. And so we can refer them to people in our network who are specialists in different things that we're not. So we're still providing value, even though, even though it's not a sale, even though it doesn't amount to anything for us, it's still a good experience, you know? Um, yeah. So, so. I'm sorry, I've, I've lost my train of thought. That's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. No, what would you what would you say to other agency owners that think about this this approach that that they would say, oh, but this Nick, this is just too much work, man. I mean, we're just starting out. How how can we even spend this amount of time on those one percent? We want to scale like in 30 days to 10k. We don't have time for this. What what would you say to those people? <laughs> um yeah it's part of the process um scaling yeah. to 10k in 30 days okay speak to me in 30 days let's see how that went yeah. um <laughs> you you've got to be a bit more realistic and um 
in terms of, you know, that's 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 a dangerous mentality to be into. It is like I want to scale so quick. I want to do this and I want to do that. There's nothing wrong with having that ambition. Don't get me wrong, mm. but that is the kind of mentality that uh, that allows people to stop focusing on the person. They're mm -hmm. focusing on the sale. They're focusing on the transaction. If I can't get the sale out of this person, onto the next one. Onto the next one. Onto the next one. And people feel that people feel the difference when you're talking to them they feel like okay this is call number 20 today um how, how am i going to get this guy to sign up give me yeah. your credit card details okay you're not going to do that okay thanks next you know yeah. it's a different feeling people feel that um when you're talking to them when you're working with them so and that's that's why i said even if you can't make a sale from a person you can still help them um and, and for people who say, oh, I don't have time for that, well, you you need to. You need to make time for that. Um, mm. You need to make time to make the person that you're talking to in that moment priority number one. Mm. Because if they're not, uh, you're going to find that scaling very difficult because those people are going to remember. They're going to remember how they felt when they mm. spoke to you, how, they, how you made them feel by the way you treated them. Uh, and they're, they're not going to refer, refer you business if you're just looking at them with dollar signs in your eyes. Mm -hmm. uh, exactly. Yeah, that's the truth. Eh? I mean, ha creating that that connection with people, even even if you're just talking to, to prospects, for example, they don't even have to be clients. But what I always say to, to my salespeople is educate the, the people first. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you give them the value that they can already try to apply? It's not about trying to keep everything secret because, come on, at this day, everything is open. Just go to YouTube and, and type in how to create a website, how to create a nice design. So all the stuff is out there. That's not the thing. You're not going to be a differentiator. You're not going to be different than anybody else. If you want to keep everything secret, your secrets are already out there. So you better create that experience even before they are a client. Give them the education, give, give them the, the information, because if you do that, they will indeed remember you. You are the one that actually provided the information. So if they really need the help, you will be on top of their mind, not somebody else. You know, and that's I think that's really, really powerful indeed. So you started scaling, you started growing to that 10K month. Um, what would you say beside really the intention and creating an experience? What would you say in terms of systems? What did you really need to have in place to make sure that you were able to, to grow to that stage and also to make it sustainable? Yeah, so that's really important. Um, <laughs> Going back to your question before, you know, oh, we want to scale, we want to scale, we don't have time for that. Um, you know, this, if, if you're looking to scale, I think this is probably one of the really important parts in, ter in terms of, you know, the technical aspect. Um, you've got to have a system. You've got to, you absolutely have to have a system. And it has to be an end-to-end -end system. Um, and if any part of that is missing, you're not going to scale. Um, mm -hmm. Because you're going to experience bottlenecks and things where, uh, communication breakdown and all this sort of stuff um 
So for us, when we started, I think we started in a very similar way that most people start their own business, right? They've got an offer and then they've got delivery. Um, and, and that's about it. So it's like, here's our offer. We build websites and then delivery is someone signs up. Okay. We're going to build them a website. We're going to deliver what we offered. But then there's also, you know, a couple of different steps in there, like, um, outreach, marketing, sales, uh, uh, nurturing for people who aren't quite there yet, you know, mm -hmm. so there's there's other elements to this system that you need to have. And if any one of those is missing or not developed correctly, uh, you're going to struggle. You, you're you going to struggle. Um, so, you know, you need to have all of these in place. So outreach, you know, reaching out to people, being where your people your your ideal prospects are and just uh you know delivering value doing live videos doing interviews like this for example um uh posting comments you know if people asking questions you know you can give that advice for free um mm -hmm. you know because you're just helping out and what it does is it, it, it positions you in you know if it's in a facebook group or if it's on linkedin or you know whatever your chosen platform is it positions you in such a way where people are like okay this guy knows his stuff um, and he's helped me out before. So maybe if I need a bit more help, I can reach out to him in a message or something like mm -hmm. that. So there's all that side of it. And then there's having your messaging, um, quite, quite dialed in. So knowing, um, what to say, uh, what questions to ask to see if you're a good fit to work together. Um, because as I said, some people, uh, can be a bit of a personality clash that happens sometimes. Um, but also sometimes your offer, even though it's like, yeah, I can help you, but it's going to be a stretch. Maybe there's someone else who's in your industry, in your niche, who is a, a dead on match and they would be perfect to work together. So instead of being greedy and saying, Oh, I need that sale, you know, maybe it's better to say, Hey, can I introduce you to my colleague or, you know, my friend, blah, blah, blah. Um, they're probably a much better match for you. So having your messaging on point uh, so you can qualify people to get them on a sales call, knowing how to go through your sales process and not feeling awkward and icky about it, you know, because a, a lot of people feel that at the start when they're first starting out. Um, and then, you know, then you get to the point where most people are really comfortable, which is they've already signed on, they've already paid, now I just need to deliver which is, you know, if you do Facebook ads, that's the part I'm good at. Or in my case, you know, now I have to build the website. That's the part I'm good at. Um, so a lot of people tend to focus on just the delivery and they, they miss all of the steps that lead up to that. Um, but those those steps are, are vital if you want to scale. So how did you overcome that challenge? Like what was for you the breakthrough that you could create that kind of a system where you were, were able to scale? What did you put in place? Um, well, for, for us, it, it meant working with a coach and with a mentor. Um, so I think that's that's vital, particularly in, you know, the online space. If you're doing digital marketing or coaching uh, or anything like that, you, you need to have someone who's done it before to show you the spots that you don't see. Because when we started, uh, we had a we had a process and it was, hey, do you want a website? No. Hey, do you want a website? So, like, yeah, it, it was really rookie stuff. But, but the thing is, is that we didn't know the spots that were missing. So yeah. we, we were blind to it. Uh, so we needed to have a mentor to say, okay, what's your outreach? And I was like, outreach? What's what's that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So having someone pointed out to you, uh, someone who's been there before, who's walked that path before you, um, you know, they're, they're vital in identifying those blind spots for you. Mm-hmm. And then if you've got a good mentor, a good coach, they're going to say, so how do you think you can fix that? You don't want them to give you the answer, exactly. but rather say, yeah, rather say, well, you need this. Why don't you have a think about it? Come back to me and then we'll discuss it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's what we did. Uh, uh, and it was just a step-by-step sort of process, you know, well, you need to have this in place. Okay, so we spend a week or two working on that, come back, and we go, how, do, how does this work? All right, let's test it. Um, and then we refine it as we go, refine, refine. Yeah, um, and it was, yeah, it was just a, a step-by-step process of going, okay, where in our overall end-to-end system are we experiencing a blockage or a mm. – or uh, things are getting stuck. Okay, that's where we need to put our attention. And then we fix that. And then, okay, which part is it now? And then it's just this constant sort of ongoing improvement. Um, And and this is also something that I keep saying and I keep telling to everybody. It's it's not about like a big bang. You you can't expect to to solve everything at, at once. It's a process, and it's a process of continuous improvement, like you said. I love that that you mentioned this. That is what we do as well. If we go to a, a business owner and we want to improve his systems, his his leadership, whatever it is, you have to look at um, what is the biggest problem right now, what is the biggest blocking factor. You need to focus on that for an amount of time, maybe a week, maybe two weeks. You do that, you fix it, or you have to adjust and then you step into the other goal or the next goal and you gradually improve the all like all the systems within your business so the continuous improvement piece and the, and the yeah the the focus is so important to have people expect sometimes that it's just about uh, putting everything in place and it will work you know but that's not how it works right Absolutely. Um, I think it's. I think people have this romanticized idea or this notion that you're going to come up with the perfect system. You're first, a little bit breaking first. up, Nick. Oh, sorry. Can, can you hear me? Yeah. Well, I can. I can still hear me. I can still see me. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Maybe some technical issue, but. Um, yeah, so what I was saying is um, it's it's people have this idea where they can just sort of um, uh, step up to the plate, you know, using a baseball analogy, and hit a home run first go. Um, and it's just not going to happen. Um, you would have to be some kind of marketing sales genius type prodigy to be able to set up and establish a perfect system, which is a hole-in-one first go. Um What's much more realistic for people is that um, is that you know you're going to create a system. Uh, hopefully, it works. Sometimes it won't, and then you look at pieces of that system and you go, okay, we're going to improve this bit. Now it's a little bit better, and then you're going to look at the next bit that needs to be fixed, and then you fix that, and you know maybe that's a little bit better. Um, yeah, so I think that that's the main. The main issue is, um, you know, people have this idea, this this uh, dream or fantasy where they're just going to knock it out of the park first hit, um, and it's it's actually a bit of a hindrance because 
it's that that desire for perfection or you know having something perfect before you even release it where uh perfection sort of comes about in the process uh you need to have that process in place to to um to allow you to improve it and get better um yeah so i don't know if people are still still here still it says it's still live so um if anyone's watching can we maybe get something in the comments or i don't know Andrew Carlson, Zoe, Dimitri. Oh, Stefan has gone. Yes, I noticed that. He has gone. <laughs> Am I still here? I don't know. Um, um, okay, sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> I hope this will work out better than before. Let's hope. Yeah, and I interrupted you. Uh, wait, hold on. Let's just first do it like that. Yeah. Oh, and now Nick is gone. And he is back. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> Thank God Zoe is still here. Zoe is still here. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah, we were talking about continuous improvement and, and like doing it step by step to make sure that your your systems are in place, right? And yep. You know, I don't know what what uh, did you miss something what I have been saying or where did we end up? Um, yeah. So you you disappeared for a little bit, but um, yeah. what I said what I said after afterwards because I was I was expecting you to jump back on um, yeah. was was uh, I think a lot of people have this idea this this uh, sort of romantic notion where um, they're going to develop a perfect system and then launch it. Yeah, um, exactly. Where where that's it's just not realistic. Like you would have to be some sort of a marketing sales genius prodigy person um to do that where what's much more realistic uh is to develop a system and launch it and then you know knowing full well that it's not perfect and then looking at which parts need the most attention and then just improving it as you go like perfection is in the process exactly yeah absolutely and and getting that that process of of the iterations like if something's not working, you get the feedback, you adjust, and you can keep improving this. Because this is also so important to make it sustainable. Because it's always going to change. It's always going to need some improvements. Because if you set it up, it's working. What will happen? Your business will grow. So you will have to adapt again. Because the same system will not work if you're like the system for 10k a month will not work for. When you scale to 20 or 30 k a month, you will need to add more people, add more systems, add this and that. So you have to adapt anyway. So having that mindset of that that continuous improvement mindset is is crucial, I think, for for being able to scale uh, your business and to make it sustainable, and not breaking down and not being the owner like we see so many times that that's just burning out because they have so much to do, and their system is just not fit for 
their position or the way that their business is going right now. So, and in your experience, like where you're at now, Nick, um, if you're now looking at scaling even more, what what kind of uh, attention to detail do you put in place to make sure that you can keep improving? What what are the details that you're looking at right now? Yeah, um, so we've recently had our biggest month ever in business, um, which is fantastic. That's a good uh, sort of celebration that we have yeah. there. Um, but it also comes with its own challenges because um, we've brought on, you know, this many new clients. We need to be able to uh, deliver at, at the same standard, the same quality of, of product um, as when we didn't have those clients. So what happens is then that stresses the system that's already in place. So a perfect system for where we were three months ago is not the same as a perfect system for where we are now. So what we're finding now is we need to work on our delivery because that's the part that needs the attention now. And so what that means is um, potentially looking at a, another web designer, bringing someone on, training them up in, in our processes and our systems. But it also means getting a lot of the stuff out of our head and onto paper. Uh, because mm -hmm. it's easy for me to look at a website and go, hey, it needs this, it needs this, it needs this. But can I just take that and give it to someone else and say, okay, you build this website? Uh, no. <laughs> so, you know, in, in, in a lot of people, uh, you know, business owners and stuff like that, um, it's a good idea as you're going through and building these systems to document what it is that you do so yeah. that when it comes time to bring on more people, if, if, if and when you want to scale, you're going to need to bring in more people, whether that's on the, the sales end or the appointment setting end or on the delivery, you know, any of these aspects of business, you can't, as one person, you can't do everything and scale. Uh, mm. there, there's a, a ceiling that you're going to hit there's, because mm. there's only so much that you can do as an individual. At that point, you need to bring people on. And those people, you need to have something there for them like a, a – standard operating procedure or something um, to say, this is what you do, bang, 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 bang. So mm -hmm. for us, that's that's where we're at at the moment is um, is we're looking at bringing in more people for delivery, for appointment setting, for sales calls and stuff like that um, because, because we're at that stage now. But the challenge then is we want to set those people up for success. We don't want to just bring them on and say, hey, all right, go. Yeah. Go do the thing. <laughs> um, yeah. So documenting those processes and setting them up for success um, is ultimately what's going to help us to scale to the next level. So how would you go about documenting those steps? Like what is your go-to procedure to, to create those exactly? Um, so <clears throat> we do everything through Asana. Um, but you can use sort of any project management tool uh, that, that you're currently using. Um, or you can even do it in a, a simple Word doc. Um, but basically, you need to get really, really granular. Like if you were going to explain this to uh, someone who is not in the industry, never done it before, you know, someone who's just walked in off the street should be able to pick up this document and do that job. Um, and for some people, that's that's difficult to sort of take yourself out of your own shoes and put yourself in the position of like, if I knew nothing about this business whatsoever, what would I need in writing to allow me to do the job? 
So for us, it might be, you know, log into um, our, our web design uh, portal and then, you know, click up here and then have a screenshot of that. Click here, go to this site, and then this is how you do this part. This is how you do this part. This is how you do this part. And, you know, recording Loom videos and, um, you know, mm. screenshot, uh, you know, screen sharing and stuff like yeah. that so you can actually show people what to do. That's really handy now. We never never had to never had that option a couple of years ago um but now you can really create like almost your own video library of how to do simple tasks you know 30 second video is worth like two or three pages of writing <laughs> so yeah. you know you can really speed up that process by just going okay this is how you change the header and the logo and you go click 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 done and then save that video and this is how you do the thing in the footer click 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 done and then, you know, yeah, it's a tedious process. And this is why most people don't do it, because it takes up a lot of time. But mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're creating an asset for your business in doing that. You're, you're, you're creating a, a written process and a written document or, you know, a library of videos, if that's the way you want to go with it, which replaces you needing to be there and hold their hand all the time. Yeah, that's that's so huge to, to have something like that. And this is definitely what a lot of business owners should be doing. And I know for a fact that a lot of people would say, okay, yeah, this is a lot of work to, to write it down. But like you said, just make a video, just make a screen recording of what you're doing and give it to an assistant who can write it out for you, right? And then give it to one of the delivery team guys let them do it and they should give you feedback if it's enough detail or not if it's not create another video do some extra work give it a, and that's again like creating that kind of a process so creating the sop is a process in itself and you have to adapt that process as well so in everything that you do it always comes back right uh, yeah absolutely so it's it follows that exact same process. You know, you're not going to create the perfect instructional video mm. first hit. <laughs> uh, yeah. It follows that iteration cycle like everything else. You create it and then they write it out and then it goes to the delivery team and then they're going to go, well, what about this? What happens if this yeah. happens? And then you, because you're in your head, you go, well, of course you would do this, but it's only obvious to you. Um, right. So then you go and you, you recreate it or you do another one or, you know, something like that. And then, again, perfection is in the process. So, you know, over time, you've built up a collection of these things where they, they shouldn't need to ask you these questions anymore. Or if they do, you can refer them to the video that explains it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and creating something like this also, just, just imagine or think about if you want to add some new team members to your delivery team and you have already this kind of library, you could even call it a training portal. And the first couple of days, the only thing that you need to do is go through the portal. And after a couple of days, they are ready. You don't need to do training for a month almost to make sure that they're ready to actually deliver what they should be doing. You know, And this kind of, a, of a, an acceleration, let's say, of your onboarding can, can save you so much time before they are ready to produce you some return on investment as well. And I think this is also what a lot of people tend to forget 
it's it's not all yeah you create your asset like you said nick that's that's absolutely true and you can save costs not at the beginning maybe because you have to spend time to make it all but on the long term you're going to save costs you're going to increase your profit because you have a, a a quicker onboarding process for your employees for your people and they can produce much faster at that way so yeah i love that that you're doing this so what what's your goal nick let's let's be let's think about your big hairy audacious goal for 2021 what what would you say yeah um i mean we're we we've started the the year pretty strong um and if it continues this way i might have to revise my original goals but um i'm hoping to get up to uh over the 50k a month mark by the end of this year um expanding my team expanding my uh my outreach and everything like that and also really spending a lot of time on developing robust systems mm -hmm. um, both internally and externally um, and I've got a, a number of people who are in mind already who I want to bring on and, and do some training and stuff like that so that they can, um, you know, leave their nine to five job and they can work remotely because a lot of basically all of the stuff that we do in web design is remote work. Mm -hmm. um, so they, they can sort of have a better work life balance than what they're currently experiencing um, and pursue some of their own dreams, uh, you know, so. You know, for me, being able to do that, to be able to build my company up to a particular point where where I can help other people experience a better quality of life, um, you know, for me personally, that's really good. Uh, and, and that goes back to that transformation, um, you know, seeing the transformation you can bring about in people's lives um, and also focusing on people. Uh, so uh, these are, these are pe people personally in my own life. I've got friends and family who I want to come on and work with me so that they can experience those things. But also, you know, expanding our reach and and, and how many people that we can touch, uh, you know, and link up with um, in the business that we do. So helping more people, uh, more brick and mortar shops, you know, come online as, as more of the, the industry starts to move in that direction uh, so that they're experiencing a new marketplace so that their businesses can thrive. Um, you know, and then indirectly, because a lot of these are sort of uh, mum and pop uh, shops and stuff like that, you know, they're owned by mums and dads and things like that. Um, so them experiencing growth and expansion in their business, you know, that means something to them and to their family and to their kids, you know. So every single client that we that we take on, you know, that means something. It means something to us. It means something to them. It means something to their family. Um, so being able to expand that and to 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 grow the amount of people that we can that we can work with and that we can you know touch their lives um that's that's what's going to bring me the ultimate fulfillment this year that's amazing i love that my man so where can they find you yeah so um i'm on facebook you can look me up nick yermans um same with uh uh, LinkedIn, you can search for our, our agency, our web design company, Yeomans Digital Marketing. We're on all of those as well. Um, and our website, yeomansdigitalmarketing.com.au. There you go. I put it here on screen. So, yeah, great stuff. Great stuff, Nick. It was really awesome to have you on the podcast. 
sorry about the interruption there, but yeah, great stuff, man. I love your mission to help people get that transformation. And if people want to reach out to you, they know where to find you. Uh, and we'll keep in touch, Nick. I'm looking forward to speaking to you again. When you get that really good goal, like that end of the year goal, I really want to talk to you again then and see how your business has evolved, has grown, has become like a real titan of an agency. So perfect, my man. I thank you for your time and I'll talk to you soon. Wonderful. Thanks very much for having me on. No problem. See you later, my man.